Hey guys, welcome back to another episode of Maverick Mondays. I'm your host, Maverick Peters. It is my intention to change your life one Monday at a time. I've had the incredible opportunity to sit down with some pretty fantastic people. The individuals who are successful in what they do or extremely positive-minded in the way they live their daily lives, those are the people we will be hearing from on this show. Stay tuned for today's guest. Men, are you looking for that great suit or sport outfit with the finest fabrics in the world and made-to-measure tailoring? We'll come to either your home, office, or you can come to our facility and we will create that fashion statement especially for you. Call us at Cimarroni Couture, 216-287-1522. That's Cimarroni Couture, 216-287-1522. Our guest today is Alan Freed. Alan Freed is a legend in the sport of amateur wrestling here in the state of Ohio. We have the privilege to hear from him on his attitudes and his mindsets when he was a wrestler, what his life is like now as a coach, and his opinions, thoughts, and feelings on how the sport of wrestling has changed. Alan, thank you so much for taking the time. Thank you. So tell me a little bit, tell us a little bit about your stats, about your your wrestling. Oh, uh, well, I guess the... The first thing is my high school record just lasted 30 years as of this summer. So my high school record was winning the, the high school nationals for uh, all four years. So I'll, in freestyle, turns out that's kind of my biggest accomplishment was the first one. I mean, the first big one, the first real big one. And then uh, going going through high school, I wrestled, while I was in high school, I wrestled up into the college and even the open division had a little bit of success and then got to college and made the NCAA finals three times and lost twice to the same guy who uh, eventually was an Olympic champion so he was a real tough uh, opponent freshman sophomore year and then junior year I was uh, I wasn't allowed to wrestle that year our team was on probation so we had to sit out and uh, I was the number one seed but I wasn't competing at the end, at po- in the postseason, and then I finally won it my senior year, and then there, after my freshman year, I went to the um, to the uh, twenty and under world championships, and I won a, I won the gold medal there, and got the outstanding wrestler award, which was like called the best technical wrestler award, and uh, that's that's pretty. Those are the highlights. To you know, I, I wrestled in the open division. I won the Pan Am championships, and and. Uh, you know, made the Olympic trials semifinals in 96 and 2000, and that's as far as I got. I got to the semifinals in the mini tournament and got beat and, you know, never made a world team in the in the eight years I tried, but I was, I was as close as you can get without making it almost. When I was a little kid, I won the middle school state in the sixth, seventh, and eighth grade in Pennsylvania, but even though we lived in Ohio, they let us compete in PA. Your attitudes and your mindsets then... What were they going into a match, going into a tournament? I was I was very much into like mental preparation when I was a wrestler. I was you know I was very like vivid imagery of you know the match, and I would sometimes like twitch. You know I'd be thinking about you know what would be happening in the match and just picture myself wrestling that guy, whoever it was. You know when I could get myself revved up, 
and I could do it most all the time, but there was there was there was times, you know, I would be down a little bit, but when I could get myself revved up, I felt like I could beat anybody. If I wasn't quite mentally there, sometimes I was uh, not as active on the mat. So my style was I, I like to be really active and literally just go after the the opponent and try to break him. That that works for about 95, 98% of the people you can wrestle, but then there you get you get up in the real high levels and you got some tactical wrestlers that, you know, you need to use a little bit more of uh you know, a different part of your brain or, or uh, different than just where you're getting revved up emotionally. You know, you needed some little bit more tactics. And I probably had a shortcoming there. When I see like young kids, they don't warm up or, you know, they, they're, they're not really emotionally involved in everything. They don't stretch out. They don't go out of the mat ready. It, it's a real contrast to how I was. I just, I always, I wanted to go out there just ready, right on the whistle, just to get a takedown in like two seconds if I could. When it comes to defining an athlete, it's kind of a hard term to define, but there, there's a couple qualities that make up an athlete, right? There's there's the physical aspect, right? There's strength, there's speed, there's, there's the mind, how smart you are, um, flexibility. What quality did you really possess? I mean, of course you had a ton of talent, but what quality did, did you possess that really uh, brought you to the forefront as an athlete and, and as a wrestler? It, for me, like what what had me have success kind of early was strength. We had a real hardcore, like we just we called them calisthenics. I don't know if they even use that word anymore. You know, just our push-ups, jumping jacks, sit-ups at the YMCA that we went to, Longwood YMCA here, the legendary YMCA. And I just literally loved calisthenics. That was my favorite part of practice. So you know, it would, but we did it for literally forty minutes, and and by the end of the season, we we would ramp up as the season went on. By the end of the season, we'd be easily doing. I mean, I don't know if my memory serves me wrong, but I swear we did two hundred push-ups and two hundred sit-ups and two hundred squat thrusts at the end of the year. But let's say it was just a hundred. That was an opportunity for me, you know, to if I could do all this perfectly. You know every push up and every sit up. Then, then I, I felt like I could, I could cut down on the time it would take me to improve, to, to wrestle the guys that were on my team. We had some good guys on the team already, right? In my age and weight, and I kind of started a little bit late. Even for back in the '80s, I was 10, and a lot of kids had been going since they were five or six. And so, I just, I just really glued on to the, uh, to the push ups. You know, the calisthenics system and. And I wanted to get the push-up award, which was the guy who did the uh, calisthenics the best. I wanted to get that my first year, but I didn't. They gave it to another guy, but I finally I got ended up getting it my second year, and maybe maybe one more year after that. That was my goal, and it was just like I liked to work out. I used to look at like bodybuilding magazines when I was a little kid, you know, at the uh, at the magazine rack, and just you know, just bodybuilders. I don't know why it was uh, maybe it was because I wanted to be bigger. I was just I, I love lifting weights. I'm telling you, I, and I ruined my body eventually because of it, but I loved lifting weights. I would go to the doctor and ask him if I could lift weights, you know, when I was 12 or 13, and finally I was allowed to lift weights, you know, when I turned 14, and uh, man, I, that was it. I, I I could muscle a lot of people. So so strength is one of your, is one of your high qualities. That was my, yeah, I'm quick, not super, not, not, not real like uh, graceful. You know, not with like some people have these real loose hips and they just everything they do looks slick and almost like they're doing it slow, but it's like unstoppable. Right. So it wasn't like that. It was just it was just a real bull in a china shop kind of thing. Like I'm, you know, I'm gonna figure out a way to just get this guy's head down and do something and and and, and just break him somehow. Who who did you look up to in the sport? Wrestlers, coaches, 
Well, when I started, actually, your dad was, I, you know, I'm not just saying this, but your dad was like our local, you know, he was an older guy. He's like six years older than me. So we were all, he was the only older one that was kind of in our group, you know. While he was in high school, he was still hanging out with the uh, younger guys or, or coming to like Longwood practices once in a while or things like that. So uh, Scott was, he was an influence. He's actually the one who got me to wrestle up up into the Olympic division when I was in high school uh, and try out, for, you know, at the regional Olympic trials in 88 when I was a junior. So uh, he was an influence. And then and then Mr. Mariola was the biggest influence, uh, you know, the head coach of Longwood. I, and I still see him, all, you know, all the time at tournaments, like probably 10, 12 times a year. Especially, I don't coach high school that much anymore, but... Um, I was seeing him a lot back uh, last year, two years ago. Mr. Mariola, and then you just start learning about uh, people that you probably never even see, like Gable or the name Kenny Monday came up. I thought that was a cool name, so I, I like that guy. I didn't, yeah. you know, I didn't even know who he was. And, uh, yeah, and of course, Gable. And then it, it then just became Gable. Once you start, you get, I got to be about 13, read a book about Gable, and I'm like, this, you know, I just wanted to be the next Gable. Yeah. How, uh, as as success goes, um, now that, you know, your role models and the people that you you look up to are kind of your contemporaries, right? Yeah. When, when yeah. they hear that, when people hear the name Alan Freed, it's a name in the sport of wrestling. How does that make you feel? Well, that makes me feel good. I don't know that, I don't know, it's, you know, maybe around, I don't know if it's a name in the sport of wrestling, but. Well, everyone in Ohio. Yeah. For sure knows who you are. Um. Having your the people you really look up to be then you become friends with them is that's kind of it's a really it's a cool thing, it's a cool thing. But you, uh, there's still a lot of respect there. You know, you're friends with the people, but you're all in. You're all training all the time and just focusing on that. So, it is it is kind of a phenomenal thing. You know, like I got Kenny Money's number in my <laughs> phone now, or, you know, I could go talk to Gable. He know who I am. And it is it is a hill that you know that you're proud to climb, but uh, that's you know that that's it's yeah you're right it's kind of weird. If uh, <laughs> if you could uh, if you could go back and give yourself some advice, so if I could go back and give myself some advice, I'd tell I say uh, don't max out every time you get in the weight room, <laughs> and squats and bench and deadlifts and power cleans. If I could go back to like the uh, post-college years I would advise myself to have a more stable place to train I kind of started floating around for different co college jobs I don't know why I left Oklahoma State I guess I was just ready to leave after I graduated but sometimes I think I maybe just should have stayed in Stillwater for a few more years I didn't but I mm -hmm. but sometimes I think I should have done that and then and then when it came to um, my opponents I think now we didn't have all these DVD I, you didn't have DVD hardly even have DVDs but to scout your opponents you had to get film on them and it, yeah. there was hardly anything on TV or anywhere to find anything and so I I probably would have I probably would try to get more film I probably would have watched more film and uh, scouted my opponents to, to find a tactical advantage you know by knowing what their uh, their tendencies were and, because I was just, I didn't really have access to any of that stuff. Uh, as far as for my opponents, I had some tapes of me wrestling, but I didn't have access for some of my opponents, even the ones in, in the uh, that I'd wrestle in the USA, other than to watch them at a tournament, you know, 
when I'm about to wrestle him. And so uh, tactically, I was I, I think I missed a few a few things. I could have made my my journey a little easier if I would have used my brain a little bit more on on how to go about wrestling this other guy. I almost didn't want to have any any respect for anybody. I didn't want to change one thing. You know, in my style, I'm just like, if I can get ready, I get myself ready for the match, you know, over time, and then, you know, at the moment in time, getting myself real revved up, then I can I can blow through whatever the guy's got. That's kind of what I thought, but that was a little bit uh, a little bit overconfident, actually. I mean, today you can go on YouTube and you can find anyone, yeah. anyone's tapes on wrestling. Yeah. What's your opinion of wrestlers in the sport today? You it's know, at the it, highest level I've ever seen it. You think so? Do you think yeah. it's growing? Because for a while it seemed like it was it was kind of real quiet. Wrestling. Because of MMA. Right. But MMA, I think, has helped wrestling. Because, yeah. because MMA is like the truth, <laughs> right? Yeah. About pretty much what's going to happen in the parking lot. If, yeah. two, guys, if two guys square off, uh, it's as close to the truth as, it, as you can get. Over the 20 years of MMA, people have slowly and reluctantly, you know, as like a mass, finally accepted that wrestling is the truth. Yeah. And, and boxing is... It's just ancillary, you know. Of course, you can catch somebody, but you know everybody knows that wrestlers are the toughest. And now nobody knew it, but now everybody knows it, and it's helped wrestling. It's just we got some good attention on, on good guys, and we'll, and when the wrestlers, you know, they get in front of the camera, they they present themselves as gentlemen much more than a lot of people in other sports. I'm talking at the college level, and then a lot of the and then the UFC guys, maybe they might be a little bit more boisterous because it's like you know it's got that angle to it. I'm so impressed with the wrestling in in America right now that uh, it's just blow all the coaches everybody's just talking about it like the level is we're, we're the best in the world the accomplishments of like Dake and Taylor moving up those weight classes and things like that these are like feats that we would see some some Russian guys do now and then like a guy might I remember like Satiev's brother Adam Satiev uh, you know the not as good one who only won the world three times instead of nine. He like was started out as a forty nine pounder and then he moved up a few years later. He was an eighty pounder and won the world. It was like what <laughs> what just happened? I yeah. mean I thought you were like, you know what was he fifteen years old when he was a forty nine pounder? We got guys doing that kind of thing now. They're, it's they're, puberty. <laughs> yeah, he gets puberty at like twenty four. But that but it was the technique. You know the, the the little the little things that they do that just don't, don't they don't matter what you what you weigh. It's just just awesome technique. And we have that now. And then when you add that with our folk style system that we're gonna, you're gonna do all through K through college, uh, we get that extra conditioning, you know. So we're not out there trying to score six points and lay on a lead, you know. We're we're looking for the tech fall all the time, and we're never getting tired because of our our folk style conditioning. And I'm telling you, it's just amazing to watch. I think the average age of the team's got to be closer to 22 or 23 now, versus like when I was on coming around. I know there was a, there's always a one or two phenoms, but not like seven we're just sitting back like wow you know kyle dake david taylor snyder and then dayton fix and then yanni and then these guys are like the top right now you got spencer lee in there too and you got you got yanni knocking off zane rutherford who's like just came back from a silver medal and it's just even mentioned Jaden cox at this point and then there's probably a couple middleweights i'm missing it's gable stevenson they're knocking each other off. Like, there's a phenom coming in at, like, 20, and then a 19-year-old is knocking him off when he's 21. And it's it's just like how it was, like, in Russia. So you think the sport has only grown and is only getting better? Yeah, oh, yeah. In America, yeah. we're getting we're getting amazing. It's getting the respect it finally deserves, and it's delivering, you know, in the medal count. If there's anything you could change about the sport when you were competing or now, what would it be? No weigh-in? <laughs> no, I, I don't know. It's hard to think of what I would change. I don't know. It would lead me somewhere. For example, 
right? A lot of Americans complain that baseball is too long. They're losing their patience at a game. I, I don't feel that way. I Nine innings. Anything like that, any rule that you would want to change. I know some people don't like the ball grab. Well, that was the, that, that was kind of the time you were talking about when it was sort of lulling. Yeah. So they got rid of that. So the, the ball grab. <laughs> That's not a move, by the way. That's right. <laughs> That's a uh, they they would pull a ball out of a bag and they they pulled your collar then uh, then you got to grab the other guy's leg and over right. to you. That was the stupidest rule of all time. Yeah, and I'm glad they got rid of that. But uh, I don't. I, I might have liked a longer match. You know, I like uh, the break in between periods. You know, at least at the higher levels. Yeah. I, I I liked it when it was three minutes, one minute off, and then three. Okay. I thought that was a real good system. I know the match took a little bit longer, but now the break is not, there's not even a clock. They send you to the corner, and it's like, it can be five seconds, it can be 25 seconds. I don't even know what's going on there anymore in the freestyle situation. But I liked sitting in the chair and having somebody, people rub your shoulders down in between periods and having them fan you down. I think that was fun. Did you ever have to do anything unorthodox or untraditional to find success? Did you ever have to break a rule? Did you ever have to cheat? No, no, no. I'm not saying like steroid level cheating, but no, you know, like in like out in the mat, like break somebody's arm or something. Or, <laughs> no, I, I, I wouldn't even do like moves that I knew that like I was nice to my opponents with if they were injured or whatnot. Like if somebody had a bad knee, I didn't go after it, or if somebody had a bad shoulder, I was never, I never wanted to hurt anybody. I like I love wrestling, you know, and I love the whole sport, the way the way it's just based on leverage and you know. You can just punish somebody, but you never, but they don't get hurt. You know, wrestling to me is like uh, cartoon fighting, where they just a big dust up, and then nobody, <laughs> everybody's fine one second later. And that's not true in the other sports where you're trying to finish them off. Like even if I'm running a chicken wing or something, and I see somebody's shoulder getting like weird, I I, I like back off. Really? You know? Yeah, I always that's just how I am. Going back to the comparison between you know wrestling of I guess yesteryear and now. Uh, Flow Wrestling. We'll give them a shout out for a second. Yeah. How how, uh, how do you think they're doing? They're kind of taking the reins of the sport and trying to lead it up, up the ladder. How uh, how do you feel that they're doing? They're doing good. Willie, he's a friend of mine from Is like he? yeah. We actually we did a camp together for like two weeks about ten maybe fifteen years ago. But we've always been pretty good buddies since then. But uh, I like what Flow does. I like I I think that they have good announcing and uh, you know they 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 got a lot of. Uh, content on their website and they do some technical breakdowns and stuff and i i think they did they're doing a great job to be honest with you i, I don't have a lot of complaints a tournament they've got 20 mats and 20 videos you know streams going and they do a nice job would you ever do that would you ever commentate yeah i would love to do that i i uh announced with uh some guy from espn for the state finals last year not this past year but two years ago are you uh are you involved in the sport now i know that you coach a little bit yeah. What's your involvement now? I coach at uh, with at two one six. So that uh, me, my me, myself, and Fred Lima, who used to wrestle at Iowa and here and is from North Olmstead, so we practice at Western Reserve Academy in Hudson. We actually got like two or three guys from the team this year. I just started coaching full time with two one six during the spring. It's real. It's it's much better than uh, having like my own club where I'm the head coach and I do everything. Right now we we like I got somebody like a partner who does a lot of things that I don't do he does well and th- some things I do a little better and wait what don't you do well you mean in terms well of I mean I'm not always the most a- uh, amicable guy 
you know, I might be like the grump and, you know, <laughs> that kind of guy. And uh, can, he can really bring families in and, and, you know, he's a better talker than I am. <laughs> I gotcha. <laughs> and then, you know, before you mentioned that, Gable was a big a big hero for you. Yeah. Um, you know, comparing and contrasting the Iowa mentality versus the Penn State mentality where Carol Sanderson is kind of leading them through, you know, go out there and have fun. Yeah. Iowa is kind of like, kill your opponent. Which way would you favor? It kind of sounded before like you were more of like a, a Penn State kind of yeah. style wrestler. That's a good question. And I know exactly what you're talking about in the different, you know, the different... Uh folds you know how, how the way kale is versus the way gable is and then you know similar careers you know and now with the what seven or eight titles and it's almost it's pretty much almost like gable yeah i didn't want to i didn't want to say their name because i know it's uh well, who's brands name? oh oh i don't it's all right you can say brands um for all those listeners out there who don't know alan that that's, his that's rival. the guy that i lost to in the freshman and sophomore year in the finals that eventually that became a world and olympic champ and now the coach of iowa for I don't know, 10 years or so. Those two mentalities. I feel like I kind of was headed in a Kale way. There's Gable, and then here comes Kale, and I'm like somewhere in the middle there, you know, time-wise, where like I could see that there was a a slightly better way and a funner way, you know, to to get great at this sport without torturing yourself all the time. And like, you know, every workout has to be like, ah, you know, the craziest day of your life and maxing out all the time. I didn't cultivate that side like Kale did. He's just like the new generation and maybe he sees a guy like me and he can even tell that I'm going one direction, but like my nature is a slightly different direction. And like, he could see that and he, he just, you know, you pay, you kind of pave a road for other people as you go along, even if they go, they do better than you or go further than you. And he's like, the new way is the Kale way. And I was kind of headed that way, but I did didn't really know how to make it real yeah like as I was coming up any wrestler that's listening right now what advice would you have to offer them if you want to have success in wrestling get out there and wrestle freestyle and wrestle Greco in the spring and summer you don't have to go 12 months out of the year but you certainly can't do it unless you're just God's gift to wrestling and travel a little bit so I say put in an extra few months besides the season and and you'll realize the truth is the summer wrestlers are the winter champions what about for someone who is post-college who had just finished his career he's coming out of the wrestling world and now he's in the real world what advice would you have to offer him you've made that transition before oh not yet i'm not i'm not (laughs) (laughs) not not completely but how can they take you know what they've learned on the mat and apply it to life well you know the wrestling it it helps you out in life it helps you deal with reality and you're just less likely to quit you're you're gonna thrive on i guess competition in the workplace and you get your sales or or you get your appointments or your clients and stuff are your are, are like your wins and i suppose you just uh the same the same things you learn in wrestling will will transfer over over to uh the working world you know the theme of the show so the show is maverick mondays and the point of the show is to kind of jumpstart your week a little bit hear from someone successful hear from someone positive minded and apply that to you know our own life what advice would you have for someone who never stepped foot on the wrestling mat never had the success you had on the wrestling mat you know they wake up on a monday and they're just not interested they're unmotivated what advice would you have for that kind of person Ooh. That you're describing me. <laughs> <laughs> All right, so if you, could, if you could step out of your body. <laughs> uh, boy, I can uh, sympathize with the people who wake up on Monday and are, are not interested in what's going on. 
So Al, <laughs> this podcast is perfect for you. <laughs> you, gotta, you gotta start listening more. You know, like to get motivated, you gotta find something you love to do. You gotta figure out. For me, some people can go on robot mode and just, you know what I mean, almost turn their brain off and and put in their eight hours. And I was jealous of those people. I have, I can't do that. Like I'm not the guy that just clocks in and does eight hours. I can't. It's like torture for me. But if I find something I like, I can't stop doing it for 15 hours. You know, and that's that, that's how I've always been. I, that's how I was addicted to wrestling and you know practicing music and stuff like that and just getting obsessed with it. For somebody to get motivated, I, they just you got to find something that just that's right up your alley that you that you can do and not even really know you're doing it. It's like somehow make your hobbies into your career. Al, thanks so much for taking the time. Thank you for, oh, no for doing this. Thank you. To, I don't know who, who's out there, but I, I thank everybody for listening. And I thank Maverick for having me on the podcast. I haven't seen Maverick in... <laughs> probably about 10 years since he was he was helping his mom serve us uh dinner over at over at his dad's house yeah about 10 years ago you were about 12 at the time and uh i i wish him luck in growing an audience and and staying positive and talking to the wrestling world and have other people listen because uh you're gonna get some good advice from from wrestlers it may not be uh it may not be delivered like a shiny politician but you're gonna get good advice from from this crowd of people you know if you ever meet these meet wrestlers and you're always gonna find out they're always gentlemen and they're and they're always very caring people in my experience you know al thank you so much no problem thank you Here are some great takeaways from our conversation. Mental preparation and vivid imagery was real important to Alan when it came to preparing for a match. If you're going into a situation that's a little unsettling to you and you're a little nervous about it or anxious, try to imagine yourself in that situation. Picture yourself in the best possible outcome and go through it a couple times in your head. By the time that situation, that that seemingly scary situation actually comes around, it'll be as though you have already done it in the best possible way. Two, do every push-up. We don't all live the lifestyle where where each push-up affects our success, but do what it takes. Take advantage of your opportunities. Three, don't max out. Alan said if he could go back and give himself a piece of advice, he would say, don't max out and take it slow and have fun. Someone actually recently told me that there's a concept of the 10,000 hour rule, where if you put in 10,000 hours into one thing, you're almost guaranteed mastery in that specific area. I believe that's a Malcolm Gladwell concept. However, it doesn't mean 10,000 hours straight. Spread it out over time. Go slow. Stability and balance is extremely important. Four. Scout out your playing field or your opponent beforehand. Don't forget to prepare. Five, work hard and stay humble. Be a gentleman or a lady. Nobody likes a hothead. Six, success comes from experience. The more you expose yourself, the more knowledge you can develop and the more likely you are to succeed. Seven, summer wrestlers are winter champs. This is an old saying. Wrestling is a winter sport, but those wrestlers and those athletes that put in the time and grind it out Even in the summer, when everyone else is taking it easy, those are the champs when the winter season rolls around. And seven, and this is almost becoming a Maverick Mondays catchphrase, but it seems as though every guest on the show says, find something you love to do. That's so important when it comes to finding success and happiness. Find that one thing that you love, go for it. Give it all you got and just enjoy it. Hey guys, thanks for listening. This was a real interesting episode of Maverick Mondays, but if you truly want to grow and become the best version of you, and yeah, I mean the best version of you, 
listen to the episode again, take some notes, review the lessons throughout the day, let them sink in. This is a great way to achieve success and forge a positive attitude, the kind that will break us out of some of the most unmotivating Mondays. Thank you for joining us.